When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dan, will I be able to lend a few if I go too hard? Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 if you have a problem. But um, I'm gonna, I am going to have a crack. So I'm hoping that if you, on any race yeah. tomorrow night, decide to bet the house, you do what you always say you'll do and save the bathroom so that maybe I can, <laughs> I can roll in there. Oh, look, I'll do my best. What's the old song called, the old saying? You can lean on me uh, as best you can. You know I'll be there to support you. Well, I might need it, but I I am quite con- – a couple of the prices I have, I miss them every week, Dan. I don't – do you ever get them? Do you ever get yeah, the top flux? Do, do you ever find – do you ever no. attack in that, those first, I don't know, 43 seconds when the prices are there? I think they're myth, aren't they? I'm not sure they really exist. They're only done specifically to get on our goat. <laughs> well, there, there are a couple of mares near in Daff Memorial that uh, I would like to have backed, but uh, unfortunately I wasn't fast enough. It is a good card of racing, though, isn't it? The Melton Plate is um, a time-modded race. It's moved around significantly. And for a few years there, both of us will recall, it was cursed. It seemed like every Melton Plate... Either the power went out or there was a lightning. Something happened. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we don't get that tomorrow night. Yeah, well, man, if something does happen tomorrow night, they'll be looking at you. <laughs> I think whenever anything happens, <laughs> at the first place they look is for me. Um, are you, you, you were actually exceptional last week, weren't you? You must have made a mozza. So you can, oh. you can actually lend to me because you would have backed Courageous Saint. In fact, the whole night, Turned out exceptionally well, I would have thought, based on last week's Friday form panel. Yeah, look, I think we had a, uh, had a good night. Uh, probably the thing that shocked me about Courageous Saint, I thought I made a good enough case, and usually when you find something a bit of odds, um, it'll firm up and firm up significantly. And it actually hovered around that 16 to $18, $19 price the whole time. That's the part that surprised me. But every now and then, you just got to back it like you rated and... Uh, it uh, um, it won well in running. It was a four dollar shot, surely. When it ended up in the one one, which is where I thought it might have ended up. Um, anyone that didn't back it um, must have thought, "Gee, I wish I threw this in." Oh well, it, it, the horse is flying, and you know what really shocked me. I don't know why it shocked me, but Courageous Saint has won two hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars in prize money. Like. When you think of the horse, you don't you, you don't. Well, I didn't think it was a horse that would have won over two. It's won mm. more than the brother Saint Flash, I reckon, who was a real good horse. Yeah, yeah, I think Saint Flash might have won a little, a little bit more second in the Dominion than that. But I know where you're coming from. And Torrid it, Saint, Torrid Saint is the one. That, but Saint, Fla- remember Saint Flash? The, oh, Saint Flash. It won, yeah, it won Saint, country cups and yeah, all the rest. Yeah. And I think Courageous Saints eclipsed it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I I think you're probably right. Actually, that mare Torridan, it's the same. Uh, and has produced um, um, Torrid Saint as well, has been a marvellous uh, producer. She's uh, got uh, at least three, the three horses that you mentioned, they've won over 100 or, or possibly 
$200,000. So no, Noel Watson's got himself a gold mine there. But Courageous Saint last time round with the Douglases, and that was a couple of years ago. Um, remember that won a race and beat Soletic and San Carlo and then ran second to ride high. So the form line was was there. Surely um, it didn't beat San Carlo. I think that can't be right. Well, <laughs> sorry about that block your ears, <laughs> but uh, I think it did. <laughs> Uh, I don't believe it. Uh, we'll get through one race before we get to our first break. And the opening event is uh, second to your Metropolitan Maiden, and it is a most perplexing affair. Yeah. The front line, there's almost no gate speed. So De- I wrote in the form guide, Delvey Robin has not led in any Australian start, but I feel there's a good chance it will here, and that's good news both for Delvey Robin and also for the horse who's likely to be behind the leader in I'm a Denny too. So it's basically pick your poison here, isn't it, Dan? Like you base that map and, and you say, well, the one and eight can dominate this race or you think maybe something might bomb them at the start and that brings change over girl and a couple of others into it. Sure, yeah, look, a spot on there. I, I wasn't sure Delvey Robin had the gate speed to lead, but I wasn't convinced there was anything else on the front line capable of heading it off either. So um, I'm a bit like you. The, I've tipped I'm at any two, um, and naturally the, the more uh, able that uh, Delvey Robin is to hold up and particularly lead, from that gate, you're going to try, aren't you? I mean, hmm. I don't know who it is that you'd want to sit behind or who is actually capable of heading you off. Um and with that in mind, I'm at any two. Hadn't won for a while, but he won with authority using the sprint lane last time. So if he gets a similar run, uh, that confidence aspect that I often refer to, I, I don't believe you can um, underrate uh, that fact or factor. And uh, I think I'm at any two is well placed here with Delvey Robin. It's a good race for Delvey Robin with a barrier draw. Uh, and he's, uh, form is not difficult to, to weigh up. It, it, it's a good form line for Delvey Robin. Um, then to Jellyby Ripper for consistency. Jeremy Wells wasn't a bad run the other day at Big Odds at the Valley uh, Yarra Valley during the week. There's plenty of other horses I can include in the mix, but I, I think I'm a Denny too, a horse who, I don't know, I'm going back a little while now, looked pretty progressive a couple of years ago and then either forgot how to win or had some problems or whatever it might have been. But I think that win last start, the softness of the win, even though he had a charmed run in transit, um, he, he won with something up his sleeve. So with that sort of form coming into this, with the right run, a similar run, he could win again. So 8, 1, 4 and 13. You don't need my help. You've, we're on the same page here. So um, I'm with Omadini too. Five times in his career he has lobbed the trail. Two wins, two places. Loves it. And uh, got the candy man, Greg Sugars. So I've got it on top, $4.40. I think he's an okay price. Put it on market. I marked it. Well, about, about that price, $4.50. Uh, Delvey Robin second. I do think the changeover girl is the value in the race. Um, th- so the highest rated horse in the opening event is a rating 62. Changeover girl has been racing against Orby, Chilliby Willow, Mongiana. I mean, only 6.5 metres behind Orby, 8 metres behind Mongiana. It doesn't sound amazing, I know, but in a race like this... It's pretty good, but we'll need a little bit more tempo than probably Dan and I are predicting. I've got it in for third and for fourth. Jillaby Ripper, so right at the top of the market. Uh, I'm a Denny 2 on top. It's a party horse in the first at Melton tomorrow night, but the value changeover girl. Um, race 2, Dan, is most intriguing. Now, A number 1, what do we make of old Azor High, who was um, relatively short, and it's Australian debut and very disappointing. 
It did pull very hard. Is that going to be a problem for Blood Moon getting across? I don't think it will be. But surely Hot Deal has to go and apply some heat. And I've got a funny feeling that's good news for the stable mate, I think. What are your thoughts? Mm. All the horses that you've mentioned are horses that are factors in the way I've looked at the race. And that's probably not surprising. Uh, Azora High, um, well, you couldn't get confidence on what you saw last week. But uh, he's in the right stable and he knows some of the things he's going to have to correct uh, for Azora High to improve. That could be a change of tactics, although probably ends up barrier one if the emergency comes out. And that could make a difference. Um, so it could improve significantly. Uh, we, we almost got a treat last week's run as if it didn't exist. Clearly the horse is better than that, but I don't think anyone could get confidence mm. in suggesting that it can turn it around just like that. Um, Blood Moon's the one that has impressed me lately. She really has stepped it up. She's only a four-year-old, but the win at Geelong last start was excellent. She worked hard for that, significantly hard. I wouldn't have been surprised if she dropped out at the 300. But she raced away and won with uh, won with authority. It was a really good performance and beat a handy bunch of horses. So she has got the gate speed, as you were intimating, uh, and I thought she'd be able to cross. And even if you're a, a high, you're going to have to fight for that lead, possibly not be fast enough, possibly. Mm. Otherwise, you're probably going to get the perfect run, aren't you, behind yeah. Blood Moon. I mean, it's going to be the horse you'll want to follow. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets really short in the betting. Mm. Um I didn't know what price she was going to be thinking, oh, I might have found one here at odds. You know what it's like. They open up nine bucks, quickly into 3.30, but we never get those prices. She didn't, but she's firmed anyway. Um, she's going really well, really well. Um, I'm, I'm somewhere between best each way and best of the night, Blood Moon, mm. number four, um, but she can make her own luck. Hot Deal's a very good horse. He probably just hit the front too early last week and he switched off a bit late. He had them covered, it seemed, well into the straight and then in the end nearly threw it away. Uh, he, he can go rough at times, um, not the perfect horse, but he's had enough experience at a good level. Must respect from from seven, though. I'm, I'm not sure where he ends up. I think he's got enough gate speed where he can push forward and be put into the race. So he'll he's got to be a chance. He has to be the class factor. And uh, you've made mention... Of his, uh, of, of his stable mate, which is, I think, who was terrific last week. And I think Lottie Moon, even though it's a bad gate, won easily last time at Geelong, and um, it might be tougher from the draw, but I think she's got claims as well. But it's going to be very hard to beat Blood Moon. Four, seven, 13 and 10 are my top four. Even though it's not in my top uh, four, I just don't understand how Lottie Moon can be the equal outsider of the field here. It's Is that right? 31 and 7, equal with Mustang and We Made Frio. Like, it's. That can't be right, can it? And well, the Candy Man's driving as well. Surprising. Mm. Look, she might start 31, but everything would you, else. Would, is would you like surely. a minute? Well, I, can, I can hold the fort if you want to have a bet now. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. She's going much better than that. The draw mightn't see you get into the race if Blood Moon leads, but. I think uh, she's clearly going better than a $31 shot. I know my prices aren't uh, of great significance because no one can bet with me, but I had a rate at $11. I had a rate at 12 so um, they can't bet with me either. Um, so I'll just – I'll make my – I'll prosecute my case here. So um, Blood Moon, yes, of course. Uh, seven starts in front, six wins in a placing. Just loves just – Lives and relishes to lead and should lead. And David McGuigan, good driver. But 
Right. Well, I'll ask you. Does, does Aaron Dunn often die wandering in the car? No, no, absolutely not. So, uh, hot deal, I think. I, I just can't see Aaron, our mate Dunny, not laying down the law at some point and saying, oh, you're Blood Moon, I'm hot deal. I'll, um, I'll have a good crack at you. And there's something about this stable mate, I think. Um, I think it's a better horse. It, it, it's just a really nice cut of a horse. It is, it's clearly got speed. It's going to only get better. And if they do go, if the, if the middle half of the uh, final mile is strong enough, I think that I think can, can peel and win. So I'm thinking $11 best roughly the night. Um, Blood Moon second, of course, uh, very, very hard to beat. Hot Deal will also be there, even if it does lay down the law. Got a smudge has been backed, and I understand why. Nice trailing draw. And our old mate, Sassiola's probably the other one. If I was having early quarters, we'd be throwing it in as well, I reckon, Dan. Yeah, look, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Initially, it looked a hard race and then was able to sort through it. I'm not saying there are horses that can't win, but there was probably four or five that... Uh, very quickly, uh, once you go through it, uh, look the key chances. And you mentioned got a smudge. I didn't put it into the top four, but it was the next one on the way it's going. I think it's a, it's a must if you take your, your early quality to throw in as well. It, it's actually not a bad race. Oh, it's, it's it's an absolute belter, I reckon. It's going to be a wonderful race. And the fact that got a smudge hasn't trialled. When was its last race, got a smudge? Uh, February. Yeah, it had so, about a month. So it's had a month off and... It's been thirteen into eight fifty, and Matty Craven's yeah. a, a relatively sharp fella when it comes to training. So, I'd say he's got it going relatively well at home. Race three, the juvenile affair, early season juvenile affair. They're actually three, but they're two now. Um, Hammerdan has got to be the one to beat, I reckon. Dad, but the information that I had, I did chat with Leroy O'Brien earlier in the week, and she's a tiny dancer. Impressed me. Uh, on debut, or last time out, um, not on debut, uh, but he said that uh, Always Be Blakey is a 30-metre better horse at home. Now, that might not mean you win, but it does mean you're a good chance of placing. Unfortunately, and I don't know why this happens, but there's about three races where we can't have a place bet. Anyway, that's enough for me. What, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's a good point. Happens week. Actually, I, yeah, there is quite a lot of races. Too many. I agree with you. Um, yeah, interesting. Well, well, we've got a bit of a gauge on she's a tiny dancer because uh, she trialled okay against her stable mates at, at Maryborough and she performed well on debut. Finishing off well, it was an eye-catching run, but the last quarter was 27-5. So if she's a tiny dancer has gone that well uh, first up, we must be respecting the stable mates. I'm Sir Patrick seemed to overdo it. Uh, go really quickly and then over race mm. um, battle on okay times weren't overly good so I, I I didn't read too far into that but at least we've seen she's a tiny dancer so always be Blakey who finished off that race pretty well uh, he he's a, a gelding and and Leroy's got a, a colter gelding and a, and a filly engaged here so um, that might be the way to to, to go it's it's good information. Um, and I might be regretting not using it um, uh, better in this circumstance because I've already gone through my tips and I've gone with the Hulk. I think... Um, oh, Ferrigno. Louis others, Ferrigno. Yeah, everyone else is going to be green with envy. Um, <laughs> like the progression that he's made. Um, I mean, he's drawn barriers seven and seven at his first two starts. He got used up out of the gate last time. It was a good run. He was very green and that's understandable. 
but I like the progression he's making. And, and it looked as if he might beat Remy Lou. It looked a chance of beating Remy Lou halfway up the straight. Definitely. Hung in. In part, could have thrown it away. But as I said, with just his second race start, understandable. He's got that experience to come out of the gate. He's the one to beat five on top, seven Hammer Dan, eight Remy Lou, and four She's a Tiny Dancer. I've gone seven, five, three, and eight. Yeah, I think in my creative way, I said the big Hulk was trying to meet the plovers in the middle of Tabacourt uh, Park. Just mm. went back to the sprint lane and just said, I'm just going to go as hard left as I possibly can. The question is, start three, how much has he learnt so far? I'm with Hammer Dan, but like... I'm not really helping anybody. $1.90, that's about the right price. Uh, $1.53 at Benangle last time out in a good race. He's the one to beat for mine, Seven five three. No, We'll be back with more Friday 4 Battle in a moment. Scotch Notch Memorial, City of Melton. There's a couple of races there with the uh, Melton Plate that are sponsored by the City of Melton. And it's a very important night for the region. Now, I thought Mufasa Metro was the one to beat and should lead. I don't know about $1.60 though, Dan. Yeah, this, this race has fallen away, but there's been a lot of uh, um, feature race trotting action lately, and those fields have fallen away a bit the last couple of weeks. It's been great, um, but it thins out a bit. Um, look, I think uh, Mufasa Metro, well, it's got the gate speed to lead. I think that's the key. If you think you can cross and lead, uh, it's probably a $1.60 shot, can- but it is coming off a back of a fresh end, and that I'm always a little bit... Um, have a little bit of a concern of. It's not a big bake, but it's enough to just think, well, you know, are you half a run short? And that'll be the difference between leading and not leading. If it can lead half a run short, it, it can still win. If it sits without cover, uh, perhaps with improvement to come, it, it's vulnerable. Um, who keeps it out? I think if you can find that horse that could keep it out. Um, the, poles, yeah, the poles are one, isn't it? If, if, if anybody's going oh, to I don't out. think he'd lead in this. He's I, up I a fair bit in grade. I don't think he would, but I mean, I don't think that... Nev, you've seen Oko sort of mix. If we're talking point to point, um, he, he even when he's he, even the development in his gate speed, he's not got Mufasa Metro type gate speed, and Baltica is fresh and will just drop in, won't it? So yeah. it probably yeah. should. Was there was there any reason why he made an error last start that you know of? Um, which horse? Mufasa Metro at the start, like he's been pretty faultless and. It was last start, wasn't it? Where he yeah, it he was last galloped. start. Yeah, it was the Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no it was just an aberration. Oh, you know, right, look, it always worries you with the trotter, doesn't it? Like, yeah, you don't know if you don't know why, then you and don't then have know a why. break too. Yeah, and then he's had a few weeks yeah. where he hasn't raced, and there've probably been options. Um, look, he's always, I think he's always been that sort of yeah. trotter or that trotting gate where he's not the perfect trotter. We've seen him previously just go a little bit awkwardly at the start of races. He, he's more mature now, but clearly still prone um, to that. There's one thing about horses, when, uh, trotters, when they are fresh. Um, I, I, I can put my faith more into a trotter that's fresh than I can a pacer that's fresh. Yeah. Um, because a trotter can very easily go off and have other problems that um, can be more easily uh, rectified. Uh, and so when they're fresh, they can overcome that. Whereas pacers, I find, are less likely. They can do it, but they're less likely. But uh, look, does, can he win not leading though? Just say he wasn't trotting perfectly up to the gate and John just had to, to grab hold and let him settle. Can can he still win? Or, I mean, if he sits without cover, he's got to be vulnerable. He can, he can but he ain't anywhere near a $1.60 chance at that point. No, he? no, of course not. No. 
Uh, and that's the trick. If he can use that gate speed, which you know when he's on song he can use it, uh, it makes a big difference. And I think he's a dollar sixty shot. You're nearly betting on the start as to the price, aren't you? Mm. And that, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's it's not quite this simplistic, but if you wanted to uh, turn it into the most logical affair you can, you sort of factor in, well, what chance is he of leading and then what price is he there? And then if he doesn't lead, what price is he there? So if it's an 80% chance he leads, for instance, and you would mm. say he's a dollar fifty under those circumstances, yeah. and then you say he's three fifty with twenty percent, then you, you formulate that, and what does it what does it add up to? It's um, uh, twenty eight against uh, sixty seven, and overall you probably end up with a price that's closer to two dollars at a dollar sixty. Hey, look, I think you win, and you're probably right that that is the right. It's close to the right price, but. Another thing that really um, I was educated by significantly when you said it one night on Trot's Vision is uh, trotters in particular, if something's gone wrong or they drop their form, so this is opposite to the first up uh, situation or coming off a break, Mm. you are less likely to want to back them the next start. Paces can have an off night, can't they? But trotters, you worry more, don't you? Yeah, but I'd still prefer to back a trotter first up than a pacer yeah, yeah. first up, Absolutely. you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's funny, they're, they're two different scenarios, but they're relevant to the way that yeah. I look at them. If he'd run last week and galloped, I would be less likely to be confident about him. The fact that he's had a few weeks off, freshened up, and he's got gate speed, that's the key. He's got gate speed. But is he reliable enough to chips in at $1.60? Um, bathroom, bathroom, bathroom. <laughs> Both of us, maybe. <laughs> I think you'll win. Look, I think he's the horse to beat, but I, I wouldn't be uh, big stealing or borrowing. I generally don't. The borrowing part has happened. The begging, uh, under certain circumstances, the stealing, absolutely no. But um, I do think he can win. So nephew of Sunoco is the one that could take advantage because he's a—he's not a funny horse. He's a, he's a really good horse, but he's got enough gate speed uh, to come out of the gate. And if James Herbertson wanted to... Uh, keep his, what he might consider his main danger part. Um, Nephew of Sunoco can win at his best, if he's at his best, and then lunch with Arthur becomes a much better chance sitting off the speed, even though he's up in grade. So I've tipped five, three, six and one. Small field, the more we talk about it, the trickier it gets. The horse I was really disappointed in last start was Kiang Lavana. With the run that she had, I was, um, it was probably too bad to be true, but I find it difficult to forgive. That was mm. a really poor run from her when I thought she had every chance to run a big race against Queen of Light. No disgrace in getting beaten by Queen of Lighter, but it's the way she put the white flag up uh, that far from home after having a, a very easy run. Maybe she's better from behind, but I've left her out of the mix, and yet I was tipping her last week. Now, maybe I'm being uh, kind. Not that I'm totally forgiving her. It's an amazing comeback story, really. To be still racing, Keegan Lombard, and we'll talk about uh, Cade Bailey again for Team Lee. I, the times weren't there, but I, my theory is that some horses, um, particularly if they haven't done it in a while, do not like being asked to do anything at the start. And I reckon Keegan Lavana hasn't been asked for so long that um, that's the only excuse I can make. Or we know she's had her um, troubles over the uh, the years and... We hope they haven't fled up again, but I can't be backing her. I'll tell you the bet that I've had in the race. So my numbers are five, one, two, and three. I am with 
Mufasa Metro. Metro, uh, lunch with Arthur, though, is having, he's always shown a lot of potential, but he's having a late career, um, not resurgence, like he's, he's in career. It's not even a renaissance, though, is it? Like he's just, he's flying. Robbie O'Connell and Zach Phillips do this. They do it very well. And the times actually stack up, even though he's up in grade, that he can, he can be dangerous in this race. Sure. But the bet that I've had, and I, I am very partial to her, but Bolter controlled really, really well at Tabcorp Park recently. Made ground in a sub-58 second last half. And I think if she doesn't have to do anything early, and you talk about Trotter's first up, drops in behind lunch with Arthur, uh, Mufasa Metro leads, Bolter get at $7 a place, can run past lunch with Arthur if it is a peg-dominated affair. So I'm not – it's – there's no guarantees here, but I think $7 a place for a very good horse that has trolled well and is going to get a soft run. Uh, well, it seduced me enough anyway, Dan. Yeah, look, it makes sense. She's got a good record. Eight-year-old man, she only had 26 starts, but she's performed at Group 1 level. Um, placed in a – admittedly, it was a stand start, um, but uh, I think it was Group 1 at the time, but it was Elder Baron Zeus, Mary Law. I mean, that's a good form line, and she, she had the form going into it and around it. Um, and as you said, she'll she'll end up on the pegs, won't she? She might be three back the inside, um, but I think you'll always be um, feeling comfortable she's going to be a place chance at that price. So, look, you make a really good um, um, uh, account of, of her chances and for the place. If it was a three-place dividend race, two more runners drawn mm. two, um, you wouldn't get 7 or $8. We'll get but you'd be mm. pretty, pretty happy with four. Oh, very well, yeah, I'd be. Gamble responsibly, call 1-800-858-858, but I'll be having a genuine Is that crack. actually the number? It is. <laughs> okay. Or you can call me, <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll have a chat with you. I've got that psych degree, so I'll sit you down on the couch. <laughs> Stampede, these 1,200-metre races, they were they were very kitschy years ago, weren't they? They were a little bit um, – um, it wasn't even T20-like. It was just a bit of fun. But I'll tell you what, they've, they've come a long way, Dan. Mm. Yeah, they have. Look, we've we've seen some good horses come through this race. Trainers not afraid to put good quality horses in there. And look, uh, they're often a good spectacle and they're not as um, predictable as you might think. Um, You know, if you worked out how many horses that actually led one, it's not as high a percentage as perhaps you may have once thought. Um, and for Ollie and the team there too, it, I, I got to say, I, I am loving the music selection in the morning, uh, today particularly. I mean, you had a bit of Aerosmith with the Run DMC, Van Halen, ACDC, and even a bit of a noise works. I cannot complain about that. As far as I'm concerned, they should be getting gold medal. I love it. Um, uh, you mentioned before about the $200,000 plus earners from uh, Torridon. St. Flash has actually won 285000 oh, yeah. Courageous St. 231, and Torrid St. 442. So. Mm. She's been a pretty remarkable um, uh, broodmare and obviously one of her progeny is not running, but uh, Courageous Saint uh, is uh, in this case. And look, it's, I don't think it's a straightforward race. I'm not certain who's going to lead, um, but obviously the most interesting runner is Code Bailey, a horse that used to have a lot of gate speed. And I, I know he's trialled well. A number of people are telling me how well he has trialled mm. lately, but I... I just don't know how to factor in uh, his chances here at 1,200 metres first up. Um, I, I don't know where he fits into the scheme of things, so I may have completely overlooked the obvious. I'm thrilled for the connections. It would have been a difficult ride. 
over the last few years and they've probably given up more times than they've had hope. But mm. I, I hope he goes well and I hope that he's going to give them um, the sense that he can stand up to a preparation and be competitive. It's a good race. I'm going to stick... Um, I was going to say I was going to stick with the devil I know, the saint, mm-hmm. um, courageous saint. Uh, why would I jump off? Uh, one thing is he's got gates, but he's a good beginner. Now, I don't know if he'll cross Pacific drums, but even if he's up on speed, a hard fit horse, I reckon he'll give you a good sight. Um, tough race. I'm not sure I've worked this out properly, but anyone that's followed Courageous Saint should have a bit of extra money on the site, even be happy to make a little donation if it doesn't work out, you know. So three, uh, AG's White Sox is another one. has got the gate speed and could burn across. Eight, uh, Tango Tara, six, Bulletproof Boy. It's just a race I'm not sure how I've worked it out um, or if I've worked it out. Well, Cosmo, I doubt, has got the speed to hold up prominently. Mm. Pacific Drums has probably got the speed to cross it. Courageous Saint may as well come out humming at 1,200 metres. You've got a hard-fit horse. Uh, Whether it crosses Pacific Drums, I'm not sure. It might. If it got to the pegs, Courageous Saint, it it, it will run a big race. No doubt about it. When I first looked at it, I thought he would. Um... I've got a, uh, a good mate over in Perth who uh, is a very good judge who tells me Pacific Drums, uh, well, it's clearly got exceptional gate speed. It, it's just a matter of intent after that, isn't it? Whether you want to yeah, yeah. hold the front or you say, or Chris Elford says, actually, I don't respect Courageous Sane enough, and if I am going to hand up to somebody, maybe it's AG's White Sox or Code Bailey, I um, we all have a bet, and I'll give my tips, but I'm – I'm really just looking forward to watching the race. I, I I can't find anything at significant overs that I want to back. Code Bailey, Code Bailey is a big beneficiary of Torrid Saint coming out because I think Torrid Saint could have crossed a lot, and then and he would have been very hard to beat under those circumstances. I would imagine Code Bailey, and just as you have done, I I want to deify Team Lee for. Um, their patience in getting this horse back, and not only getting him back, but getting him back so he's going in to a race like this first up, and the trials have been so good, you know he's ready to roll. Um, and everybody would have thought he was retired, but I had the chat with Toby McKinnon the other day, and he made a very good point that you go to the sales and try and find a good one, but if 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 you've already got a good one and you just need to put the work into Getting back to him or her back to the track, well, that makes more sense, doesn't it? And they've just, like this is a very, very, very good horse code, Bailey. But I can't imagine them flying him off the gate because I, you know, it's it's been nearly two years. So I've got him on top, but I don't think he'll be leading. It'll just depend. Really, the race will depend on exactly how many of the gate speed runners want to have a crack early. Um, Bulletproof boy has proven that he loves these races. He is, in my opinion, Australia's most lovable horse. Yeah. Um, and he he loves these conditions. I mean, he can win under any conditions, but he loves these conditions. He's a Mercury 80 final winner. Uh, AG's White Sox, only if he can cross, I would imagine, uh, goes in the mix. And and then Tango Tara, who, who, who is also trolled well. So it's going to be a most intriguing affair, but... I hope there's a little bit of pace on early, and it, it would just be an amazing story if Code Bailey actually did get the job done. But it might be an even more amazing story if you if you have hitched your wagon to Courageous Saint and he just keep he just keeps winning for you. Like it's the, 
Vaughan, I wrote this in, in the form comment. Vaughan Lynch, who uh, used to work at Harness Racing Victoria, had a theory that these races, weirdly, were more like the class runner was more likely to win in a twelve hundred meter race than any other race. And I reckon that was true for a period, but they've evolved and changed a little bit, haven't they? Like oh, Street, sure. Street Kid wasn't the best horse in uh, the race that he won. Yeah, uh, look, you're probably right. Now, there's much more of them now. Once upon a time, yeah. it was just this race, wasn't it? Once a year, yeah. um, maybe for the last 20 years. Uh, and then we've had a few others come along, the, the Mercury 80, as you said. So we get a bit of a, a form line, but also an opportunity to see horses leave the gate and know what sort of gate speed they've got. And uh, for a 1,200-metre race, um, really, you, you should be able to keep running and these horses can sustain that speed over that distance. It only takes one cheapish quarter and the advantage is uh, very much with the, with the leader. Um, and look, it's intriguing here because I'm not certain who is going to lead. The, the rank outsider of the field might play the, the key hand in this race because if it doesn't take a trail, um, doesn't hand up, and I think it really comes down to whether Chris, as you pointed out, wants to take the trail, and that makes it uh, interesting. Um, I uh, Well, there's only seven in it now, but I'm still none the wiser if there were 14 in it. Now, uh, I'm just going to – we'll do a little test here because I don't want to have a bet in the race, but I'm going to have a quaddy. okay? So let's go through the field, and I want a yes or no for who goes in. Cosimo. Look, I thought he'd get buried too far back on the inside. If Pacific Drums led Courageous Saint might even be able to drop him behind because Cosimo's not that quick a beginner. No. He'll have to be really stoked up. I don't think he can win at this level, but he doesn't often draw well, does he? No, but I'm with you. Like I just, I've, And they have sold him off the gate a couple of times from good draws that he still doesn't yep. have um, exceptional. No. And he doesn't finish off as well. Pacific Drums. Look, I don't think so, unless he led. They tried to lead with him last start. He got taken on, shuffled back. He didn't finish off the race, but I think his record suggests he's a much better horse when he actually leads. Uh, the, I don't think he's up to it, though. The rest of them all go in? They sort of had to. How, mm. Well, you nearly need to make a case why they can't win. Well, I, I, it just feels like a race where, you know, first league of quarter where you, you just want to come out alive, don't you? Because... You can make a strong case for Cade Bailey. Bulletproof boy, of course. Um, Tango Tari, yes. Courageous Saint, yes. Ages, what? There's a reason why all of them can win. Yeah. And if you can make a compelling case, then when, you, when you're playing your qualities, that, that, that's how I think about it, that they've got to go in if you can make a compelling case for them. Yeah. And I, and I think punters too, uh, I, I, they're getting more used to it now. But every time you look at one of these 1,200-metre races, there's only seven in it this time, so it's not as much to worry about. But when you see horses eight and nine, uh, I think the mindset is they're drawn the back row. And, and, and mm. sometimes you can overlook the fact that they're all across the front line and they can run eight in these 1,200-metre races. So they're all across the front line. And, and it's a matter of who's the fastest into the first turn that could end up with the advantage. Major Moth is a bit of a love child of yours, Dan Leggy, but I i mean, what do you make of Aldrin Cup Run? Um, look, I'm, I really don't know. I, I Was it disappointing? If it yes. was a, a normal horse, right? Because I thought he was better than that. Like, I think he's better than a normal horse. I'd be forgiving and think, oh, he was first up. He'd come off a little bit of an injury, a bit of a break, cup field. It's not easy. You know what I'm like at that level with yeah. horses that are first up. Uh, I just thought that uh, 
he wasn't a mere mortal. I thought he was much, much better than that. The only, th- um, the only thing I reckon, the only thing that goes through my head, Dan, is that, I mean, the, the, the pace wasn't significant either. And all that, in my cerebellum back there, in my uh, amygdala, I'm just thinking, this horse has had significant problems. over mm-hmm. the, Well, relatively, like, niggles everywhere. And, yeah. he, like, his last preparation was just magnificent and uh, you know i know what you thought of it and he, that he'd reached a new level but when i see a run like that geez it concerns me oh, look i thought he could win a hunter cup i thought yeah. he was progressing that enough, way that he was that level first up run um shouldn't be in the field you know there, there's a fine line isn't there um i uh this well look it, it's we're trying to find the winner before the race, but I think we'll have a far better idea of where Major Moth is no, at yeah, yeah. as far as his career is concerned after this race. I think it's a, um, I don't want to say a career-defining race, but at least from where we think he might be rated at, the the elite group one level, or having not made some inroads, there could still be an existing problem. Um I've still got to tip him because I know his best is good enough and, you know, you can come up with all the reasons why he should be improving. Um, Better Eclipse is obviously the other class runner. I mean, these are two of the best paces in Victoria and their records suggest that and over a period of time. And they're both still young enough as well, um, being uh, five-year-olds. So I think that it's... You know, we don't have to be Einstein uh, or even, you know, the equivalent as a horse racing tipster to to <laughs> define that they're the two horses that are hardest to beat. I, I'd find it far more difficult to try and make a case for idyllic and outlaw man to beat these horses. But I think for them to win, they would need Major Moss to run like he did last start and, and better Eclipse, who every now and then can throw in a bad one. But to his credit, he, more often than not, he, he, he's performing at the highest level and putting in a good one. Um, so outlaw men ideally can win if they're uh, they underperform. Otherwise, six eight six eight five four for me. Um, but I haven't got the confidence I would normally have when Major Moth at a dollar eighty five. <clears throat> he would have been one of those horses. I'd say, you know what, this is the one you actually throw the bathroom in with, but not this time. <laughs> oh, not this time. I've heard you say that. <laughs> but I had. You've changed, Dan. Not the bathroom. No, that's right. Um, so, but I couldn't do it this time. I, I need to see, see where he's at. I want him to be a top quality horse because I think we need that as an industry. And and I thought he was. And uh, um, well, we'll 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 find out at a dollar eighty five. Um, I think he'll work his way to the top. Do you think that? I know you were pushing Outlaw Man. He's a good chance of uh, pressing forward here. Uh, Salusio Matuka's a scratching, by the way. But would be there anything there in that race that wouldn't want to um, take a trail behind Major Moth? I mean, if he hadn't run fifth first up in that Horsham Cup, surely he just presses on towards the lead and there wouldn't be anything in that race that would want to keep him out. So if that is the scenario again, I don't think you'd want him sitting outside of you. I don't think they'd want to be sitting without cover. But surely if he is going to stroll to the front, there couldn't be any excuses, could there? No, no. And... and you know what? Um, your opinion of Major Moth is one hundred percent correct. So he is that good horse. I, I think if for whatever reason he doesn't get the big race win, it is because of the 
issues. It's not because mm. on, on ability, you know, you know he's he's good enough to win those big races. But I, and we don't know. We're, we're not working with the horse every every day and every week, are we? So we don't know. Clayton Tonkin and Emma Stewart are brilliant at managing these things, um, but sometimes they get the better of a really good horse like Major Moth, particularly good horses that ex- that try. I mean. Elite horses that try their guts out um, and have got those little lingering uh, issues are more likely to break. Now, it's one run back from a break. I, we will learn a hell of a lot more. But I I was concerned that a horse as good as he is fell into the hole that he did yeah. when he just shouldn't have first up from a break. So at a dollar eighty-five, I'm very willing to take him on. And I'm willing to take on better Eclipse because – um, as the only horse drawn off the second row here, it, like he can rip around and go forward, but I don't think they will necessarily, particularly if Major Moth leads. Um, but if Major Moth doesn't lead, he'll be in the breeze. So better Eclipse is then going to be, he is the kind of horse that is still dependent, I think, upon tempo in his races under those conditions. Now, I could be completely wrong here. Andy Gath will be on burning questions. We will post that a little bit later on. But I'm just thinking uh, Outlaw Man is not in the same league. We know this is Major Moth and Better Eclipse. But I've got a huge opinion of a horse we'll talk about soon in Shoyala. 154.9, Breeze, beaten 0.2 of a metre and never beaten in front on Australian soil. I think he's... I think he's stepping up. I think he's... That was clearly his best run, I think, on Australian soil. And if he was to lead, I'm just tr- – sometimes you've got to look into the mindset of the trainer as well, I reckon, Dad. And I'm thinking Andy Gath would be the kind of guy that would look at this and say, well, I wasn't over- overly impressed with Major Moth. Why am I handing up to him? I, I, I'm if, gonna, if it I, bleeds, he can kill it sort <laughs> well, of situation. Matthews, yeah, well, I, that, that, he, he, to me, he's that smart trainer, form, form trainer that would look at it and go, I'll tell you what – I reckon as soon, if he comes up and sidles up, we're just going to get running a little bit and and see what we can do and also find out a little bit more about their own horse here in Outlaw Man. So no declaration, but he has been backed. 12 into 7.50. I marked him uh, $6, but on top. It's, it, I know it's confusing, but I, when, when I'm doing the prices, you're trying to sort of balance it between what you think and what – you think the market will say. So I've got him on top anyway. I think he's a good value selection. Uh, better Eclipse second. Major Moth, I'd love to see him come out just like you, Dan, and blow them away, but I'm concerned. And if for whatever reason they do go berserk, Idyllic was actually better than Major Moth, significantly, I thought, in the Horsham Cup. But we'll need them to nearly go record speed here because it's going to have to go all the way back from gate seven. So it's going to be pretty hard. Nothing else can win. Ian Daff Memorial. Uh when we get chatting, then my timing goes off, so we've still got four races to get through. I can't, I can't believe the only. So I, these are the ones that I'm probably most upset about because I thought there were two key winning chances: Shyella and Celestial Fragrance. Seven to lead, nine gets a good run through from the second line, and I love her. I think she's very good, and they open three sixty and four sixty. Well, those prices are gone, but are we um, are we in simpatico here that they're the two key winning hopes. Yeah, I've got them to first and second. Um, Celestial Fragrance on top because of the blistering gate speed. Yep. Um, Shayla was terrific last week. Under the circumstances, was, was excellent. 
um, knocking off my best bet, Outlaw Man, last week. So, um, But she was terrific. Uh, Tang going with Sierra and, and Polly put Kettle on. I think they're the best horses in the race. And they might come to the four, seven, nine, uh, ten, and eight. Number ones are scratching La Belle Bajou. And speaking of which, another scratching that just came through is the emergency in the first Regal Rock. Well, I'll tell you what, not that I'm, I would have thought she could uh, hold Jalibi Zagami at any way, but I'll tell you what, I've had a little bit of a place on Jalibi Zagami because if um, it, we know the seven's going to just peel across them, I think it'll hold the back. $5 a drum. Is that okay, or it, it can't run a place? No, no, it's it's in the right spot now. Yep. There's no no doubt about that. Um, particular, well, the, the others are going to have to make moves, aren't they? I mean, if Shyella was tough enough to be driven hard out of the gate last week, might have to make a mid mid race move, or even tactically go before ten going with Sierra or a Polly put kettle on or, or something like to be up on the race because Celestial Fragrance is very fast. Mm. If she gets an easy time in front, she, she's going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, she is. And if this was a middle trip, I'd be even more confident about Shyella. To be honest, I just see her name and a tipper on top. I'm sick for her. Nine, seven, ten and two for me. Um, final leg of the quaddy, no place prices. And I would like to back Shorty's made a place. Yeah. If somebody would give me an opportunity to do so. Um, though the 220, I reckon, about district attorney was very generous. Um, he was beaten last night. He's never never been beaten in front. And I know that sounds counterintuitive because he seemed to switch off when he hit the front uh, last start. But he should be in front, I think. And Shorty's mate behind the leader. I really think uh, two to win and one and seven – the major chances to run second and then play really wide for third. But I would take $90 win about Shorty's mate. If someone can offer me uh, two fifty, even, I'd be more than happy to take it then. Uh, look, you, you should be able to get it. I, I, I've put him in fourth, but he's going to get the right run. He's going well. Um, he, he might not win, but he can be poking through on that sprint lane late and finishing it off. With an unimpeded run, he can finish top three. He's done it many times previously. District attorney was um, had a gap of two months between mm. runs. He was going to look like he was going to be vulnerable last start. I think he was. He did get beaten by a pretty good oars, uh, but he'll improve off that run. Courageous ain't won that race. And um, <laughs> I, I'm not convinced he'll lead here, but I don't think he has to. I think he's just a good horse. He adapts. Um, pull the other legs, the interesting one. A horse that um, measured up against... I, I, well, I think you only have to look at the horses that measured up against to say it might even be stronger form. Act now. He's ideal. Like a wildfire. Had a bit of a break. Got gate speed. Trial well. Tick, tick, tick. All that sort of stuff. But he's got the gate speed where he could really make it interesting early. I don't see District Attorney as a fast beginner. I see him as a good, solid beginner. Uh, and that could be the difference to the result. But I think the fitness edge is also an advantage for District Attorney because he's had that one run back. So two on top of five. Haranya going really well. Got too far back last start. Again, look at that form line. It was behind Courageous Saint. And, uh, and Shorty's mate's the other one. There's some good horses there I left out of the top four and I wish that I could find a way to include them. Finn Frost is flying. So what is a, is a mare that I often follow. Julius Shadow could get a cheap run. Valachi now that it's broken through. And Radius, I don't think they'll drive him the, the, the way they did last start. If he did come out of the gate, they'd look to take cover. Um, and he could improve his performance. But it's two uh, number two on top, 2571. Yeah, I've gone 2, 7, 1 and 6. 
I think we're going to learn in the next little while where the district attorney is that really good horse that everybody thinks that he is. Um, clearly he's good, but whether he's proper good, as I like to say, we will find out. Um, he should be winning this, I think. I think he will lead, although uh, I did get a text from Andy Gath, who's in Perth at the moment. He's, he's, he's turned to a nomadic lifestyle. He goes to Sydney and then Port Ferry. And Perth. So but he's won a miracle mile and he said, well, I am now... Uh, just travelling the globe. Uh, and he, uh, just for a day, he's there. And he's going to best bet pull the other leg on burning question. I'm giving it away. Now you don't have to what He likes pull the other leg. I'll be honest with you. I pride myself very, very much on my pricing. And I think of the, the other 90 horses, I'm pretty close to the mark. But maybe I've completely buggered this one because I thought first up from a break, and I'm, we know your opinions on that. Dan, it's very, very hard to win if he doesn't lead. I don't think he can win. Um, District Attorney. Harania's a really good horse. I'd like to see Harania driven a little bit more aggressively. Even if District Attorney leads, I'd like just not fly the gate, but balance and burn. And let's see what you can do if you're, you're breezing because he is a good horse, isn't he? I like. Do you agree? I, I, I think he's... He's arguably, in my opinion, as progressive as district attorney is. Yeah. No? Oh, look, there's no doubt. Barrier draw this time and yeah. Piranha drew too. Um, yeah. uh, we'd be giving him a far bigger push. He's a pretty smart horse. There's no doubt about that. It's just the barrier draw and where he might end up. And it's probably further back in the field than closer. Um, he's still learning his craft too. So yeah. he's got the, the time ahead of him to, to make up that gap. Um, but it's it's a barrier draw thing, isn't it? Pull the other leg can make advantage of barrier five. Got the gate speed to go forward. Harania, I'm not saying it hasn't got gate speed to try and press forward, but it could backfire. So, uh, and we know he's a good sit sprinter. So, uh, but we'll rely on luck. If pull the other leg did cross district attorney, will there be enough genuine pace in the race to suit the horses in the second half of the field? Probably not. Ian Death Memorial. Uh, when we get chatting, then my timing goes off, so we've still got four races to get through. I can't, yeah. I can't believe the only. So I, these are the ones that I'm probably most upset about because I thought there were two key winning chances: Shyella and Celestial Fragrance. Seven to lead, nine gets a good run through from the second line, and I love her. I think she's very good, and they open three sixty and four sixty. Well, those prices are gone, but are we um, are we in simpatico here that they're the two key winning hopes? Yeah, I've got them tipped first and second. Um, Celestial Fragrance on top because of the blistering gate speed. Yep. Um, Shayla was terrific last week. Under the circumstances, was, was excellent. Um, knocking off my best bet, Outlaw Man, last week. So, um, <laughs> But she was terrific. Uh, Ten going with Sierra and, and Polly Put Kettle on. I think they're the best horses in the race. And they might come to the four, seven, nine, uh, ten, and eight. Number ones are scratching La Belle Bajou. And speaking of which, another scratching that just came through is the emergency in the first Regal Rock. Well, I'll tell you what, not that I'm, I would have thought she could uh, hold Jalibi Zagami at any way, but I'll tell you what, I've had a little bit of place on Jalibi Zagami because if um, it, we know the seven's going to just peel across them, I think it'll hold the back. Five dollars a drum. Is that okay or it, it can't run a place? No, no, it's it's in the right spot now. Yep. There's no no doubt about that. Um, particular, well, the, the others are going to have to make moves, aren't they? I mean, if Shyella was tough enough to be driven hard out of the gate last week, 
might have to make a mid-race move or even tactically go before 10 going with Sierra or a poly put kettle on or, or, or something like to be up on the race because Celestial Fragrance is very fast. Mm. If she gets an easy time in front, she, she's going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, uh, she is. And if this was a uh, middle trip, I'd be even more confident about Shiella. To be honest, I just see her name and a tipper on top. I'm sick for her. 9, 7, 10 and 2 for me. Um, final leg of the quaddy, no place prices. And I would like to back Shorty's made a place. Yeah. If somebody would give me an opportunity to do so. Um, though the 220, I reckon, about district attorney was very generous. Um, he was beaten last night. He's never, never been beaten in front. And I know that sounds counterintuitive because he seemed to switch off when he hit the front uh, last start. But he should be in front, I think. And Shorty's mate behind the leader. I really think uh, two to win and one and seven, the major chances to run second and then play really wide for third. But I would take $90 a win about Shorty's mate. If someone can offer me uh, two fifty, even, I'd be more than happy to take it then. Uh, look, you, you should be able to get it. I, I, I've put him in fourth, but he's going to get the right run. He's going well. Um, he, he might not win, but he can be poking through on that sprint lane late and finishing it off. With an unimpeded run, he can finish top three. He's done it many times previously. District Attorney was um, had a gap of two months between mm. runs. He was going to look like he was going to be vulnerable last start. I think he was. He did get beaten by a pretty good oars, uh, but he'll improve off that run. Courageous ain't won that race. And... Um, <laughs> I, I'm not convinced he'll lead here, but I don't think he has to. I think he's just a good horse. He adapts. Um, pull the other legs, the interesting one. A horse that um, measured up against... I, I, well, I think you only have to look at the horses that measured up against to say it might even be stronger form. Act now. He's ideal. Like a wildfire. Had a bit of a break. Got gate speed. Trial well. Tick, tick, tick. All that sort of stuff. But he's got the gate speed where he could really make it interesting early. I don't see District Attorney as a fast beginner. I see him as a good, solid beginner. Uh, and that could be the difference to the result. But I think the fitness edge is also an advantage for District Attorney because he's had that one run back. So two on top of five. Haranya going really well, got too far back last start. Again, look at that form line. It was behind Courageous Saint. And, uh, and Shorty's mate's the other one. There's some good horses there I left out of the top four and I wish that I could find a way to include them. Finn Frost is flying. So what is a, is a mare that I often follow. Julius Shadow could get a cheap run. Valachi now that it's broken through. And Radius, I don't think they'll drive him the, the, the way they did last start. If he did come out of the gate, they'd look to take cover. Um, and he could improve his performance. But it's two uh, number two on top, 2571. Yeah, I've gone 271 and 6. I think we're going to learn in the next little while where the district attorney is... That really good horse that everybody thinks that he is. Um, clearly he's good, but whether he's proper good, as I like to say, we will find out. Um, he should be winning this, I think. I think he will lead. Although uh, I did get a text from Andy Gath, who's in Perth at the moment. He's, he's, he's turned to a nomadic lifestyle. He goes to Sydney and then Port Ferry. And Perth. So but he's won a miracle mile and he said, well, I am now... Uh, just travelling the globe, uh, and he, uh, just for a day he's there, and he's going to best bet pull the other leg on burning question. <laughs> I'm giving it away. Now you don't have to what He likes pull the other leg. I'll be honest with you. I pride myself very, very much on my pricing, and I think of the <laughs> the other ninety horses. I'm pretty close to the mark, but maybe I've completely buggered this one because I thought first up from a break, and I, we know your opinions on that. 
Dan, it's very, very hard to win if he doesn't lead. I don't think he can win. Um, District Attorney. Harania's a really good horse. I'd like to see Harania driven a little bit more aggressively. Even if District Attorney leads, I'd like just not fly the gate, but balance and burn. And let's see what you can do if you're, you're breezing because he is a good horse, isn't he? I like. Do you agree? I, I, I think he's... He's arguably, in my opinion, as progressive as district attorney is. Yeah. No? Oh, look, there's no doubt. Barrier draw this time and Varanya yeah. drew too. Um, yeah. uh, we'd be giving him a far bigger push. He's a pretty smart horse. There's no doubt about that. It's just the barrier draw and where he might end up. And it's probably further back in the field than closer. Um, he's still learning his craft too. So yeah. he's got the, the time ahead of him to, to make up that gap. Um, but it's it's a barrier draw thing, isn't it? Pull the other leg can make advantage of barrier five. Got the gate speed to go forward. Harania, I'm not saying it hasn't got gate speed to try and press forward, but it could backfire. So, uh, and we know he's a good sit sprinter. So, uh, but we'll rely on luck. If pull the other leg did cross district attorney, will there be enough genuine pace in the race to suit the horses in the second half of the field? Probably not. Race nine, are you with me or are you against me? Uh, I think Ruben's plight is way too short. I know it's a leader, but wait. In fact, what, 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 have, what have I got? It? I've got it. I haven't got it in my top four. I've got it third. Um, drifting now, opened up way too short, way too short. And it's getting out to 225 from 170 at the moment with the tab market. Uh, it's drifted, like it's it drifted during the break. Yeah, it has. Actually, there's another horse that's firm significantly. I wanted to tip in the last race that um, we'll make a good point of, but I better get going because we haven't got long to go. No. Um, I, 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 Ruben's fights a chance. It's just under the odds. Give it a try. I thought fitter. I think he's the right horse to win this race. Give it a try. Uh, I know it's an awkward gate, but smaller field might help his cause. Uh, I thought it was a solid run first up last week. Mirakura is going terrific, and good luck to Steve because I, I think he might be just about right, and he'll run a race. It was terrific last start. Three Rubens Plight and two Aussie Playboys, seven, four, three, two. Uh, seven, five, two, and four for me. Give it a try, yes. Um, draw tough, but a really good horse when it's in the mood. Uh, Magic Mike is well-placed. Aussie Playboy loves a short trip, and Mirakura was terrific last start. All right, late on us, last race. What have you found? Well, Royal Charlotte. Um, yes. Uh, it, was I, uh, it was $10 not too long ago. Hopefully you it, took that. Well, I just checking during the break. It was nine fifty. It's now six fifty. Last night it was $12. I thought, oh, all right, we better start getting involved here. Last two times at one, Zach Phillips drove it and he didn't hand up. It led and it led all the way. And I reckon they'll be the tactic. Slight gear change mm. here over the odds now being found. Um, and I think it's a chance because of the barrier draw and the ability to, to lead. That's crucial. Um, six tipsy turvy going well. Eight Ebony's Avenger, four Gaelic lad, two six eight four. It was my best each way for the night, which was twelve dollars this morning. I marked it three twenty. Um, I've got Gaelic lad on top. You're probably right. You usually are, but I wonder whether Zach wouldn't be okay to hand up to Gaelic lad, knowing that he's a bit of a funny customer and you might get your chance anyway. Four over two. Got Gaelic lad on top. Ebony's Avenger goes in the mix, and so too Golden Sunset. Who's a horse that I've been following for a long time, but it's been it's been a hard follow at times. Um, best of the night, Dan. Uh, Blood Moon race two, each way, Royal Charlotte in the last. I'll say I think, and even though you have significantly dulled my confidence, which and when you dull my confidence, cheese gets dull, it dims. Um, <laughs> Outlaw man, still, I think it's value. Uh, good on you, Dan. Great to chat with you, mate. We'll talk tomorrow night. You too, Jay. I look forward to it. Thanks. Au revoir.